Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode-by-episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Good morning, Agents of Nothing, and welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 2, Purpose in the Machine. Yeah. So, Mariah, how was your week? It was good. Work has been good. We've been getting ready for Easter and spring break, so it's a little hectic, but in a good way. Cool. Is Easter coming up? Oh my god, I guess yeah. it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. I had no <laughs> to like, think about time. that. <laughs> All I know is that um, I was I was filling Easter eggs the last two days. <laughs> then it must be (laughs) (laughs) oh god so how was your week well i feel like hot garbage uh so apologies in advance for how gross my voice sounds and uh in case you hear any like mouth breathing my bad um otherwise it's been okay um i helped a friend move on monday so, and now she's even more of a neighbor than she was before, because before we were across the street, and now she's, like, two units away. So. Wow. That was pretty fun. Um, yeah, that's about all I got. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry you're feeling bad. I'm okay. sorry I got you sick. How All the way over you. here. I caught it from our Zoom calls, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I did check. It's not COVID, so at least we're clear on that front. Nice. All, All right. right. You want to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. So, this episode was written by DJ Doyle! <laughs> and directed by Kevin Tantarowen. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sorry, so Kevin. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. You don't have as fun of a name. Um. So this this week, uh, we met a couple of new characters. One of them, I don't remember what his first name was, so I called him Fucker Von Strucker. Um. And in case you didn't know, his family actually makes really excellent jam. So. <laughs> um. And then Mr. May, we meet May's dad. He's the daddest dad that ever dadded. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So in the 1800s, England, some noblemen or whoever are like drawing stones. They're playing some game and the loser has to go into the area where the monolith is being kept to like explore it. Um, and then once he's taken, one of the other men asks if he will return, and the leader says that in all the years they've been studying it, no one ever has. Who? Executive producer Jeffrey Bell talked about the opening sequence featuring 19th century England, saying, What we're trying to suggest is, whether it's S.H.I.E.L.D. or not, people have been interested in this monolith at least back that far. Clearly it's something ancient. He continued saying, One of the things that the movies and we try to do is find scientific ways, or what was once viewed as myth has become grounded more in science, 
and the ideas that what was ritualistic in the 1800s has become more of a scientific inquiry now with S.H.I.E.L.D. Interesting. I like that um, <laughs> saying that it was around for the 1800s is saying clearly it's something ancient. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Mac and Daisy are talking about how much Daisy wants Joey to join their team since their numbers are kind of dwindling. Another disabled list reference. Daisy the baseball girly. The base... Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? I remember. Okay. Um, But suddenly, Hunter and Morse are sprinting through, yelling that Fitz is in the containment box with the monolith. So they all haul ass in there, get him out, and the door closed just in time before it, like, liquidizes again. Fitz apologizes half-heartedly, but Morse sees a bit of sand on his face. Huh? Um, Fitz is incredibly excited about this sand, though. So he starts running tests and finds that the sand itself predates the Earth by a billion years. So this proves that the monolith is, in fact, a portal. So they use carbon dating to establish the age of the sand at 5.5 billion years. However, carbon dating is only useful up to about 50,000 years (laughs) because the relevant isotope has a half-life of only about 6,000 years. There's no way they could have established the sand's age using carbon dating, even assuming that it contains any carbon at all. (laughs) Goof! Goof. That's a good goof. I like that goof, actually. That is, it is a good goof. (laughs) That's a solid goof. I only include the good goofs and the really stupid goofs. Yeah, yeah. This is a a smart goof. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But ultimately, this means that Simmons could still be alive somewhere. So they all spring into action. Daisy and Mac are to stay and wait for Dr. Gardner's word on Joey. Morse and Coulson are headed out to reunite with Professor Alien. I mean, Randolph. Um, And Hunter is off to kill Ward, of course. Uh, And Fitz needs a sandwich. (laughs) Coulson had some pretty good lines in the garage scene, also. Um, My favorites being, The monolith has been studied for centuries. Well, Randolph has been around for those centuries, and he's traveled in a portal, and he's an alien. He's got a lot going for him. Um, And then after Morse tells Hunter not to die out there, Coulson says, make sure Ward does. Better late than ever, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So Ward is terrifying an old Hydra agent by driving him around on the hood of his car, of course, spewing some bullshit about bullshit, I don't know, whatever. The stunt team, led by second unit director Gary A. Brown and stunt coordinator Tanner Gill, along with Kevin Tancherowen, had only around a day to plan Ward's entrance in the episode, involving him driving through a warehouse between pillars while giving a dissertation on the future of Hydra. Brown had seen the location during the production of the second season and had asked that it be used given the building was up for demolition. It was subsequently written into the script for Purpose in the Machine. The pillars were only about 18 feet apart, and unlike on a film, the stunt driver, Greg Tracy, did not have much time to practice the sequence and work out the best way to do it. Oh my god. (laughs) Fucking dissertation is right, okay? (laughs) (laughs) He was fucking, he was just going off, and nobody knew what he was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) 
Also, I the because at one point he said something like, "This guy has this this car and he doesn't use it for right or whatever. It doesn't use it for its purpose or something like that." And then I was like, "Is its purpose to just go around a parking garage?" Like, <laughs> I don't think that's what it is either. <laughs> And then the way he had all the other, like, his his <laughs> new hydro cronies just, like, standing against the pillars. Yeah. That was, and he's like, see, they didn't uh, That flinch. was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> if they flinched, they would have gotten hit. They were trying to be invisible. Oh, Jesus. I know he's, I know they're not going to kill him, but I want them to so bad. <laughs> Um, so Colson, Morse, and Fitz visit Professor Randolph in his Norwegian prison, where he'd been arrested for public indecency and drunkenness. He starts to decline to help them and say that they need to come back in a few months when he's free. I'm sorry, you get months of jail time for being drunk in public in Norway? I also assume public indecency means indecent exposure, so... I mean, those could be two different things, but I always conflate the two in my mind, and it tracks that that would warrant months in jail. I guess, but, like, if you're drunk and naked, are you, you're not really in control (laughs) of your actions? I feel like, I feel like months is a little much. (laughs) Maybe, like, one month. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. That was crazy. Um, anyway, so Coulson kindly reminds Randolph that all the tasks for all the task forces and government sanctioned fear of aliens can in fact be informed about Randolph's whereabouts and that Randolph owes Coulson for saving his life. So Randolph just like pulls the cell door out of the fucking wall and they head out past some very confused Norwegian prison guards. Mac and Daisy greet Dr. Garner off the jet, and Daisy is immediately trying to get his, like, dinner and drink order. (laughs) Garner says that bribery won't get anyone approved any faster. He still has to make sure of everyone's safety first. Daisy reminds him that she wouldn't know how to get someone approved faster since no one has been approved at all. She also asks him about May, where she is if she's coming back, and he simply says, you'll have to ask her yourself, which... Okay, honestly, that's kind of a dick response. Like, nobody's heard from her. (laughs) But also, like, he can't approve somebody faster. (laughs) You, we've experienced that, like, people can be hidden evil. (laughs) Maybe if Dr. Garner had been around, Ward wouldn't have gotten away with it. (laughs) Hello? Maybe. Have him around for the fucking Gramsci shit. (laughs) Yeah. He would have known immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but speaking of May, she is in fact playing golf. Badly, apparently. I don't really, I don't know how to play golf, so I don't, can't, I can't really judge that myself, but apparently it was bad. Um, and her dad is making comments after every single swing. (laughs) She tells him to keep up their deal and do his physical therapy reps, but he says that he knows she's not just there to be a good daughter. He knows that something is wrong and she won't tell him. So James Hong, who guest stars as Melinda May's father, 
and Ming-Na Wen both starred in Disney's Mulan. <sighs> Ming-Na as the titular heroine and James as Chai-Fu, envoy to the emperor. Oh my god! That's so cool. Actors, they work together sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, so Randolph, Randolph checks out the monolith and is clearly freaked out by it. After a few threats, he finally agrees to help them figure out how the thing works and find Simmons, but only if they agree to destroy it afterwards. They give him the scroll that Fitz got from Morocco and give him a brief history of what they do know so far, up until its last known location in 19th century England, which Randolph knows something about. To the plane! To the plane! (laughs) Randolph refers to Bobby as Amazon Woman, Adrian Palicki, who plays Bobby, had previously played the Amazon warrior Wonder Woman in the pilot for a Wonder Woman TV series, which was never aired. Didn't we talk about that before? We I did, like we yes. It. Man, that's so cool. I wish it would have aired. <laughs> I can't imagine a Wonder Woman TV show. Yeah. Well, wasn't the first one a TV show? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) that would have been cool, though. I can't imagine it, personally. (laughs) There may have been one, but I can't imagine it. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so in Ibiza, Ward's crony sets a bag of rats loose on some guy's yacht. Fucking, okay. (laughs) Weird. This episode introduces guest star Spencer Treat Clark as Werner Von Strucker, whose father, Baron Von Strucker, appeared prominently in Avengers Age of Ultron. Is his middle name actually Treat? Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) It could be a a second last name. Yeah, maybe. Treat. (laughs) It's like his own version of, I'm a snack, I'm I'm a little treat. (laughs) um anyway so ward walks up on the boat and takes out every security guard obviously until he finally gets to the guy he's looking for and says good thing i dropped by i'm an exterminator the rats were literally so he can make that joke (laughs) he is so dramatic (laughs) he was literally you know he was probably he was talking with his little cronies and he was like he was like what could be my what could be my like villain opening line? You know, what's my little what's my little thing? What if I what if I put rats on the boat and then called myself an exterminator? That was the thought process. <laughs> He's such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> so over in England, Randolph had le- has led Colson, Morse, and Fitz to the abandoned castle where the monolith used to live. The Hebrew warning of death by punishment was carved over the door where it used to be kept. They find another arch with the same carving and a secret door behind there, so of course they go in. I think this is where we first hear the word Maybeth, which will be important later. Okay. Who said it? Um, I think Randolph. Oh. I wasn't listening very closely to what he said. (laughs) That's apparently the translation of the word. Oh, like, okay. that's the Hebrew word for death. Okay. Got it. I don't know if that's true, but... Anybody who's fluent in Hebrew, let us know. 
So May is making dinner for her dad while he's talking about all the ways that she reminds him of her mother. She asks if he talks to her mom much, and he realizes that May herself must not be in, in contact with her mom, which means that she's in hiding. So Papa May brings out some mementos from May's childhood. She was really into figure skating for a while as a kid and has a few trophies from it. Adding to the character building, fucking love it. Um, just then, May nears... Whoa. <clears throat> just then, May hears a knock at the door. Her dad is curious, but May is very cautious and almost stabs the shit out of Hunter. Garner informs Daisy that Joey is not approved just yet to join the team. He says that Joey can't even touch a doorknob without melting it. And Daisy's like, come on, man, just approve him already. Girl, he can't touch anything without melting it. Give him a second. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so the American flag on the wall in the squad's recreational era. 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 I'm, in my, I'm in my recreational <laughs> era. Anyway, the American flag on the wall in there is the old American flag having only 48 stars on it instead of the modern 50 stars. Interesting. I wonder why. Well, probably because they didn't, hadn't added the last two states yet. Oh, I thought I thought you meant why the flag had 48 stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that too, I guess. <laughs> Okay, so okay, they were, for, the bunker was, like, like, hidden, right, at first? Yeah, it was, like, okay. an old SSR <laughs> bunker. <laughs> I knew both answers. I just want to point that out. <laughs> Proud of you. <laughs> I just got a little confused, that's all. You got the spirit. <laughs> Um, anyway, so then Garner sneaks in a little therapy session. You know how therapists love to do work for free. Um, uh-huh. and Daisy says that she wants this team to be a kind of halfway house hybrid for new inhumans so that they have a safe place to go when, when they turn and a place to belong. And along with that, a purpose in working with S.H.I.E.L.D. if they want to. Which is nice. That's an, a very good, um like thought to have for this team and it's good to have that um the goal in mind however he can't touch anything without melting it (laughs) yeah so randolph is confused about this hidden room and based on the architecture and the technology in here it was definitely added since the last time he was here so Fitz turns on the power in the room and they find a large well that seems like the perfect slash only place to store a monolith. So Coulson calls Mac to bring them over his least favorite thing. Ward is interrogating slash torturing the young yacht owner for the passwords to his banking accounts. Um, and that's it for that scene. <laughs> um, Hunter explains how he tracked down May using payphones, um, and then asks her to help him kill Ward. She declines initially because she says she has to take care of her father. 
Hunter guesses that she's actually afraid of Ward coming after her. I lost track of the conversation, but Hunter has a plan, and May says, Ward sees your face, and you're made. I've been made! <laughs> um, <laughs> and Hunter says, if he's close enough to see my face, that means I'm close enough to put a bullet in his. Fucking true. That is how distances work. That is. You're right. <laughs> I would really love to hear someone yell, I've been made one more time, though. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Um, May still declines, so Hunter gives her some uh, food for thought, and then leaves. Uh, Like, we know she's going to change her mind. (laughs) I think the part where you lost track was that the reason her dad is hurt is because of a hit and run, and May is afraid that Ward is coming after her family now. Oh, yeah, I did not hear that. (laughs) That, you know, valid. Good for you, May. (laughs) Yeah. So Max says that the secret castle's room reminds him of Coulson's office because of all the ancient stuff covering every surface. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Daisy complains to Coulson about Garner's recommendation for Joey to get another three months of observation. Again, he cannot touch a doorknob without melting it. Daisy, chill. (laughs) Down, girl. (laughs) She also tells Coulson that Garner thinks Coulson is desperate, and Coulson is more than a little hurt by that. (laughs) I would be too, that's rude. (laughs) Fitz has finally gotten everything up and running, and the monolith turns on. He can't quite see through, because all the lights are from the 1800s and also, like, flickering. Um, So he tries to shoot a flare gun into the thing. Through all of this, Daisy forgot to tell them that this thing is thought to be lethal to inhumans. So she starts, like, getting a nosebleed and passes out um, before the thing turns back to stone. Um, Coulson is still calling her Sky as she wakes up, and in her first moments of consciousness, she corrects him. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, love that. She says she heard a deafening pulsing sound coming from the portal that nobody else heard, apparently. Fitz is immediately starting to put the machine back in place to try it again, because it was keeping the portal open. This means that they would have time to put a probe through and see what's on the other side and potentially find Simmons, and he doesn't want to hear anything else about it. Uh, Yacht Boy acts like he's giving up the passwords and then starts beating up the goon. Um... So then Ward walks back in at the end and confirms that he knows that this kid is the son of Strucker, one of Hydra's old leaders. So Ward is ready to sit down and talk now that the Strucker guy has shown he can beat someone up. And hey, he brought tacos. Hmm, familiar. Ward brings Werner von Strucker tacos upon earning them, just Mm -hmm. like John Garrett did to him during his training. Uh Uh-huh, I recognized that. Very interesting. Like, that he recognizes that Garrett abused him and then still does the same shit is just, it's, it's crazy. (laughs) I don't know, man. unwell. (laughs) Um... So, moving on, May's dad asks her about her, quote, unfinished business. May says that she was just trying to see if she could live a normal life now. 
Her dad reminds her that keeping a gun in her golf bag is not a normal life. I mean, I feel like in Texas it is, but that's like a whole separate issue. Yeah. That we don't need to get into right now. (laughs) We could go on and on. Yes. (laughs) Um, And we have. We have. Yeah. (laughs) So Papa May pulls out the figure skating picture again and says that while she... While she may just remember the pain of falling on the ice, he remembers how quickly she would get back up again. And she says, I was a kid. It didn't hurt as much then. Ouch! Oof. Ouch. That hurts. <laughs> God. God damn it, DJ. <sighs> DJ. So, Ward and little baby's trucker are going to try and rebuild Hydra. I have no other notes on this because I hated it. (laughs) This is the point in the show where I went from just hating Ward to being like, can someone please just kill him already? I am so tired. (laughs) Over it. We're over it. We're past it. I think I said, I think I talk about it later in the, uh, like overall thoughts. So we'll get to that in a sec. Yeah. Um, so Fitz finally figures out how to bypass the machine. Daisy just needs to, like, shake it at the right frequency. Is there a better way to describe her powers? <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like that sounds like she's dancing or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, shake it shake off. It off. Shake, shake it off. <laughs> um, Daisy immediately agrees to try, but she can only hold it open for about a minute before it would kill her. Um, Morris gets the camera microphone probe ready to throw to the other side and Randolph is extremely curious to see what Daisy is going to do. She begins and gets the portal open. Fitz yells to keep it open as long as possible and then jumps in himself. (laughs) Fucking idiot. I love him so much. (laughs) Oh, for for someone so smart, he makes such stupid decisions and I love him for it. Exactly. God. Um, so Fitz starts to call out for Simmons and luckily almost immediately finds her. She comes running back. It's very tense. The anxiety of this scene. (laughs) Ugh. Um, I felt it all over again and I knew what happened. So Daisy almost can't hold it. The pulley machine almost breaks. Simmons almost can't hold on to Fitz's hand. There's a lot of almost. And then the fucking monolith explodes. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but it's fine. Simmons and Fitz both pop up out of the dirt at the bottom of the well. They're all safe and sound, Taylor's version, featuring Joy Williams and John Paul White. Everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is alive, and the monolith seems to be destroyed, so yay, happy ending. <laughs> and then the way that Fitz smiles when Simmons says his name and just, like, leans leans into him, fucking just pure sunshine. Oh, my God. <laughs> the relief on his face. Oh, jeez. Later, Coulson and Randolph are talking, and Coulson says that Simmons was only so close because she saw the flare that they sent through the first time they opened it up. That was very lucky. <laughs> um, Randolph asks about Daisy, and Coulson tells him that she's an inhuman, and then he cryptically says, 
I haven't heard that word in a long time. Okay, Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Garner calls May to tell her that they got Simmons back and that she'll be okay if May wants to come back. But May is busy helping Hunter. Saw that coming. (laughs) She hangs up on Garner. Rude. (laughs) And tells Hunter that Simmons is back alive. And honestly, he had the perfect reaction. I've never liked Hunter as much as I did right then in that moment. Like, him being like, she is? Oh my god! Was perfect. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. The only... (laughs) The only response that you can yes. you can have to that news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then Simmons wakes up from a nightmare, wielding some kind of, like, handmade scalpel shiv thing. I don't know. Um, babe's got PTSD, for sure. For sure. For sure. But she feels safe because Fitz is right there, asleep sitting next to her. <sighs> Beautiful. No. Oh. And now it's time for the post-content content. Oh, shit. Strucker asks Dr. Garner if he can join his psych class. He says he's got a real messed up family to figure out. He is right about that, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine, imagine if actually he was like... He was like, no, I don't want to work with Ward. He seems shitty. And then he was like, you know what? I do need some therapy. (laughs) Let me go to school. (laughs) Oh. That would be so much better. Okay. Um, Overall thoughts. What you got? So, I'm, I'm optimistic about the future of the, like, next big bad story. However, as of right now, I'm very tired of Hydra. <laughs> I thought we were done with them and, like, moving on. They f- it feels like it's just coming back. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, above all, I love that Simmons is safe. Yeah, me too. What about you? Do you have any overall thoughts? Nope. No. Cool. Just enjoyed the episode. Yeah. This was a quick one. Yeah. Wow. Well, that concludes our episode on season three, episode two, Purpose in the Machine. Yeah. Next week, we'll be covering season three, episode three, A Wanted Inhuman. So stay tuned for that. Okay, bye. Bye. I love you. Bye.